You're listening to Dim Sum and Vensum, a podcast about food and culture by three Asian friends from three different continents. In this episode, we're joined by our good friend and classmate Ryan Sha. We talked to Ryan about his experiences with Lunar New Year, both in the States and in Germany, where he briefly lived. We also touch on our favorite traditions and what the future holds for this holiday. Strap in, this will be good. Uh, so today we've got uh, Ryan on board, a very, very, very dear friend of ours. How you doing, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? Ryan was lovely enough to have us over for uh, Chinese New Year last week. Me, Ivy, Marissa. Um, and that was really, really nice. Um, how did it feel being, um, you know, the person leading all these lost Asians <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the home? <laughs> it's kind of cute. I mean... Like for me, at least, I spent like the past four years um, pretty much like not celebrating Chinese New Year, right? Like, I think I think like being around people who don't really care for it, um, you know, you you kind of like stop caring for it a little too. And this was the first year where it was just like a group of us were like, hey, we should do something. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. Can we start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whose whose idea was it? Was it yeah. your idea or was it Ivy's idea? It's Rand's idea. Rand texted me like the day before and it's like, Ivy, we should do something. And I was like, okay, what are we gonna do? Because I never celebrate Chinese New Year in America. So I was mm-hmm. so, so excited. And then I asked you guys to join us too. <laughs> it's funny because you don't really you, you take for granted how much preparation there is that your parents put in when you have to do it yourself right <laughs> it's like you have to like right. figure out the food you have to figure out what you're actually going to do um and then it just takes takes me back to when i'm a kid and i'm just like i'm just there for the celebration and the the money and the food but now i gotta like yeah think about all this other stuff oh yeah all you had to care about when you were a kid was just thinking about you know the like phrase like Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you just had a you just had a time at like when you knew um when to ask for like the red envelopes. How how did that work system wise? Like was it the people giving out red envelopes going to all of you or did you go up to them? How did how did the logistics of this work out? For Lunar New Year, for Chinese New Year, for people in the Chinese community red envelopes are something that are usually given out to the kids and it's basically your special allowance money for the new year and so uh i don't know about for you but for us whenever we got it we had to we had this little ritual thing where you had to accept it with two hands always with two hands and never with one hand and that's just the only thing that i really remember being really yeah really ingrained in in my family is that you always have to accept with two hands and not one hand. We have that tradition too in Taiwan. Well, maybe in my family, I, I don't know what is it in Ryan's family, but in my family, we have to do that. And we have to say something to our grandparents or my parents mm-hmm. that have that envelope. Look, I, I had a different thing. Okay. Maybe my parents just messed it up or something. Cause you know how like in typical, <laughs> like Asian fashion, like people, um, it's, it's the whole thing about like paying like like oh no i'll pay or whatever it's like they're all like super shy about money so for me um all my all my like aunties are like like grandmas and stuff like that 
they would like slide it under the table or something like you know it's like a little like drug deal there's like here you go <laughs> it's, like, it's like inside the sleeve and like it like i remember distinctly my aunt like opened my pocket and just shoved it in and it was like it's like don't tell anna <laughs> and like walked away actually i think there was a i think it was an apple commercial that came out a couple years ago that was about lunar new year chinese new year or maybe it was either nike or apple i forgot which one it was but it's basically what yeah so the the grandma gave the granddaughter a home ball but then she kept having to translate like oh no i don't need it. i don't need it. i don't need it and the whole thing was them chasing each other trying to return mm-hmm. the money back to the person that gave it uh and so there's this whole thing also for near and hong bao that when you reach a certain age or when you get married you stop receiving money and you have to start giving money back and so i remember in that commercial when the the granddaughter was married and had her own family she started giving money back to the grandma and then the grandma had shoes ready or nike shoes ready to to run away from the granddaughter yeah. oh yeah that's, that was a really good ad and that's like the first time i've seen that sort of thing on a commercial that wasn't like i guess it's it was for like the chinese market but also for like the americas you know you just don't see that sort of imagery and representation in like american advertising right. yeah. it was cool that nike did that yeah mm-hmm. i had i had no idea that um there was such a like no 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 culture with uh red pockets i thought it was like very much the actual like this is the one time of year where it's like you you have to you make a show of giving money right yeah and i think it was just a little different for me because you know like i think my parents are a little more not isolated per se but like just in random spots and stuff so then like it wasn't necessarily like it was a big family gathering or something like that it was always just like you know maybe you went to like like temple or something like that and then and then like a couple people would be like ah happy new year and then it was like on the side and stuff mm. like that there was never really a big gathering or a big anything and that's uh, like for me that also like another things too right like i don't think i ever actually grew up with like a super duper big spread it was mm-hmm. honestly just like one particular food based right i was just like okay i gotta eat um niangao, right like the rice cake sticky rice cake like that's like probably like the most that it was like okay we ate that and then Okay, you're good to go for the next year. <laughs> so, so you didn't have a go-to meal that you would do every New Year's? Um, you know, I think my mom probably did, but I didn't pay attention. I'll be honest. I just like sat down, ate, and then just like went upstairs and I don't know, hopped on League of Legends again or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my mom would smack me if I went on low during Chinese New Year. <laughs> I distinctly remember it. not even not even like Chinese or Lunar New Year. I was doing like regular New Year's. Is that I think twenty fifteen or something? I was playing League, and then I realized the clock had struck twelve, and I just kept continuing to play. I, like, I just had nothing else going on at the time, you know. So it's fine. It's funny. Um, it's funny you mentioned. I mean, throughout this entire time, we've called it so many different things. Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, um, growing up, um, some some people called it Vietnamese New Year, where I was from. Um, what do you what do you guys call it? I call it Chinese New Year because that is what I learned. Mm. Mm. 
I grew up calling it Chinese New Year just because I would hear it at Chinese school. So we would call it Chinese New Year. But then when I got older, and then like you said, there's Vietnamese New Year, Korean New Year, all that type of stuff. When I learned that there were more versions of it, I started saying Lunar New Year with all my other friends that celebrated different variations of it. You know, you ever notice like, like Lunar New Year stuff and like Chinese New Year and whatever you want to call it? Like it's, it's because all these Chinese companies have bought all these like American companies and are like pushing it through that. And it's, mm -hmm. I, 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 I noticed this actually in like Nike sneakers, right? But in Nike sneakers, they have so many more colorways of like Chinese New Year specific specialties. Yeah, like they're trying to appeal more to the Chinese market. Yeah, yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're more or less interchangeable now, but I think I do see more people calling it Lunar New Year. And part of me wonders if it's because more people outside of Asia are becoming more familiar with it, mm. that it's just easier to say Lunar New Year so that people understand, oh, you have Tet, you have Sola, you have all this other stuff along with it. Right. Do they all fall on the same date? Mm -hmm. I think just about, yeah, I think it's the same time period. You just, mm -hmm. it's different countries, different traditions. And in Chinese, we never call it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. It just makes no sense. Like, why would you say like, oh, happy Taiwan year when you're in Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, should, we should do a rebranding campaign where this is now the normal new year and December 31st is white new year. Happy American New Year. Happy American New Year. <laughs> happy, happy around the world New Year or something. I don't even happy, know. happy everyone else New Year. <laughs> happy ball drop. Ball drop day. Let's just yeah, call it ball, ball drop ball day. Drop day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I think I've spent the last two uh, Lunar New Year's in America now. So once with Dennis and once with Ryan. And it's really fascinating to see how Americans do it compared to to back home. Having said that, I, I guess I've also only experienced my family's New Year, so I can't make like a huge judgment call. Have you have you guys like gone back to like Taiwan and compared how a, your, your relatives back there celebrated compared to like in the West? Yeah, you can't really compare it because it's so different. We have a, yeah. a I think when for the meal that we eat. In Taiwan, in my family, we always have seafood and the meat and vegetable. So because my family, I think all the families in Taiwan, they like to take a picture of the food and to show their other family, the sibling, and to say that, oh, wow, see, we got all this money to buy all this food. <laughs> and I want to eat really good. <laughs> I think they just like to show each other that what food that we got. And then... Yeah. It's not like showing that I'm rich, but it's just showing that, yeah, we got the money and then it's New Year. So we gotta celebrate it. Yeah. Dude, you gotta flex the spread. I don't know how else to say that. That's like the biggest thing too. Yeah, my, even honestly, even my grandma does that. She like took pictures and sent it to me. I was like, what do you yeah. want me to do with this? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a lobster, they will focus mm. on that lobster in the hot pot. Mm. Oh. You get a position of a lobster correctly in the photo. Flex mm -hmm. It's like one time a year, all those Asian aunties and grandmas become like Instagram <laughs> famous or like they're all of a sudden little micro influencers, right? Yeah. 
No, I've been getting so many messages from my aunts over in Singapore. Apparently, these there's these painted cakes that are really popular right now. I think they inject some sort of paint inside, like edible paint inside the little jello mold. So they're they're beautiful, but I've gotten so many messages of cakes. And I don't know how to say, I hope it's delicious. It looks really pretty. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> we should bring that over here. These yeah. edible jolly cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting because I when you asked the question about how we celebrated, for me it was kind of complicated because at least in Singapore, one of the things that is pretty common for New Year's is something called Yusang, called a prosperity toss, I guess you could say. So you have a bunch of fish and noodles on a plate and everyone stands around with chopsticks and then tosses it together. So oh. you're tossing the lost, the, the luck together. Wow. Yeah, it's called Yusang. So we've done it before, but that's such, that's something that we do if we went over to, to Singapore. Um, but if we're just in the in the states by ourselves, it's usually just huokuo with my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's much more of a spectacle, I think, um, in Asia where it's like everyone is celebrating the same thing, whereas in the U.S. it's much more fragmented. Like you know, you have one household doing Chinese New Year and another one that's not. So unless you're going to like the Chinatowns, you won't see it outside of your house. I noticed my cousins like dressed up. Right, they like wear a little nicer clothes um, on like New Year's, and like, like for example, I was like calling seven a.m. in the morning, and and it's like like you know the nighttime for them there, and I was like, why is your hair curled? <laughs> it's just, I like like that sounds terrible, but it's just like she you know she never curls curls her hair or anything like right, so it's just such a difference, and I was like, oh my god, you you dressed up for this, and I'm like. <laughs> Like my camera, my face is like right here in the camera, and I'm just like, what's going on? So, um, because yeah. On, like in New Year, we have to buy new clothes and wear it for Chinese New Year Eve. That's mm. why. Oh. It's like a tradition, but I don't think my parents do this anymore because we all grew up, like when we were still kids, my parents mm. will buy me a lot of new clothes because it's New Year, so everything like mm. refresh. Yeah, it's like you don't want to bring the, the bad luck of last year or whatever into like the new year. Yeah. There's a lot of those superstitions that you hear about New Year's, you know, the stuff like, oh, don't wash your hair or no no cleaning, that type of stuff. Did you all follow that? Yeah, I was about to ask. I don't remember if I did like no cleaning or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I never clean anyway, so I'm super lucky. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> something like in the new year i think it's an after new year eve and then we have to it's not like no clean we actually have to clean it's called in chinese it's called it's, you have to clean your entire house mm -hmm. like it's like a new one right but then you're not allowed to clean or anything on new year's right because apparently like if you clean that day then you sweep away all your bad luck for the entire year yeah i, yeah. I generally don't remember yeah it's you complicated ever, <laughs> you guys don't <laughs> think about if it's like it was like a frustrated mom and she was like she wanted her kids to clean the house so she just made up oh you gotta clean or it's, it's bad luck <laughs> honestly isn't that how most traditions start where it's just like if somebody out there who's just like yeah all right let's let's do this this year and then like they post humously or not posthumously, mm. like like 10 years later they're like 
okay, this is why we do it. I mean, I guess it's funny that we're talking tradition because the thing I think about a lot is like, I'm sure like the generation before my parents were like super like traditional with Chinese New Year. They were like pulling out all the superstitious stuff. My parents less so. And when it gets to our generation, I think we're going to have even less. Do you guys ever think about like what you're going to do in the future when you have kids and Chinese New Year does come up? Do you reckon you're going to be more into it or preserve the culture? As much as possible. I think as much as possible, because at this point, I know I'm probably going to subject my kids to Chinese school in some shape or form, <laughs> just to just to at least get them in the community. Because I think that's what my parents did to me is it's just, okay, you need to be attached to your culture somehow, go to Chinese school, go to Taiwanese youth group. And at least for us, it was good where I grew up because the Taiwanese association where we were would do a Chinese New Year celebration every year. And it was a huge thing. So in middle school, high school, I did the lion dances. I did the dragon dances. Yeah, I did all of that. I was a symbol player in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, you're the one they convinced to be the symbols. The yeah, most. yeah, yeah. I was, I was the symbol player in the background. And then I was the pearl that the dragon chases in the dragon dance. <laughs> Wait, you got the worst parts. <laughs> Listen, I was I was front and center in Dragon Dance, so I was very proud of that moment. Yeah, I was gonna say, who'd you piss off? <laughs> it's because no one else wanted to do it, and my parents said, "Hey, you should do this." And the and the lion heads are so heavy, so there was no way I was gonna do that. Is it, it was either play the Buddha or be the symbol player. I've always thought the Buddha had the best role. Oh yeah, like you were just you just have to wear a thing on your head. Yeah. You kind of just run around. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, we had a Chinese New Year festival every year where all of us would get together. We got to perform stuff. And then you had all the associations come and do potluck type type food that you could sell to people. So that was a way for us to actually showcase the the culture to the rest of the neighborhood and the rest of the community that wasn't Chinese, that wasn't Asian. Yeah, it really is like the one time of year where like yeah i guess like the asian community in general pretty much goes all out into like renting spaces x y and z but what's impressive is that they always seem to maintain the authenticity very well no matter where you go i feel like you guys might experience more authentic than me in taiwan that's how i realized <laughs> like you say the dragon <laughs> tiger i honestly I don't really go to that place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because my mom has told me this multiple times. She says, yeah, if you grew up in Asia, you never would have done these things. It's only because you grew up in America that you're doing dragon dance and lion dance and Chinese dance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, also, I think it's another thing about like traditions already changing because they like experience it 24-7, right? They have a lot more time to change it even so like okay we're gonna reference that like widen ad again of like the nike new year one but i remember in one part of that like she sent the um red envelope through like like wechat or something like that and i was like mm -hmm. oh that's really interesting um because already there you see like you know well hey i wish they did that to me for me because i didn't <laughs> anything yet but um yeah like that's like already changing too like you don't actually have to give a physical like homebound you don't have to like like use two hands to, to to grab it and stuff it's like okay it's a notification on your phone now like okay 
Uh, happy New Year. So yeah, and I'm sure we saw like a lot more of that this year because of COVID as well. Yeah. Right. It does make me think about the future of right. pockets. Right. Yeah. I mean, like some things I think aren't going to change. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like Asian Americans are gonna think the dragon dance is the, the best thing ever because obviously like when when you got like listen, I, I actually think about this now. When you got like 30 people in your community, right? Like there'd be 10 people participating in the dragon dance. That's like 33% <laughs> that get to participate. But like you're really good at yeah, like, yeah, in Taiwan. Okay, where a hundred percent of this is celebrating. It's still 10 people who get to do the dragon dance, right? That's like a point zero 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 one percent the population gets to do it so like it's not that big of a deal yeah the dragon dances line dances were how i formed my friend groups mm. back in the day because i i went to a high school that didn't have a lot of asian people i think there may be two or two or four people max but at least on the weekends going to chinese school going to youth group going to to dragon dance line dance practices i was with them for hours and we practiced outside in the winter time. So we'd be out there in the in the cold. I would be with my my pearl and my symbols just doing my thing. But it was fun. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was fun. That was something that you can't really share with anyone else unless they've been there. I would never ever do that in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. I, I would honestly <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people that's not made to go on stage, no matter how big or small the crowd is. I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the pearls. <laughs> <laughs> we were really popular, though. I remember everyone was always super excited whenever we came out because we always, the Dragon Dance always started and ended the festival. So at the beginning, everyone was really pumped. And at the end, everyone's super tired of having to like, <laughs> like two hands up. So then they're like, oh, yes, the dragon's here. We can finally go home. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, it was, it was very, uh, what, what, how do you, how do you say it? Uh, it was very intense. It was a lot of running. Like you, you don't expect to, to have to exert that much energy, but yeah, it's still tough. And then you're jumping over things and you, you're tripping over things all the time. It was like a pretty good workout. That was a very good workout. I'm not as fit as I was when I was doing that. <laughs> Maybe we could sell it as like a Peloton exercise. Right? Pel yeah. Pelo Dragon, you heard it here first. <laughs> you can spend, you know, 1800 on on an initial dragon and then $40 for the subscription. You get different dances each month, mm. right? Maybe we're going to have expansion pack dragons. But oh, you, yeah. You, dude. you get different symbol music depending on your subscription. <laughs> Right, and then you can get different dragons here. You can upgrade to, I don't know, Game of Thrones dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you can have dragons. This is a tangent, but have you guys seen that the trailer for um, Raya, The Last Dragon? Oh, yeah. And, like, the Disney movie on, like, um, I don't even know what it is, but it's, it's like the first, like, Southeast Asian representation in a movie. Um, yeah, they've got um, they've got Kelly Marie Tran doing the voice of uh, one of the characters. That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I think we got Bao a couple years ago. Then we got like, um, there's a lot of Asian American Asian stuff coming out. Um, right. Minari. Yeah. Oh, Minari. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You want to support Stephen Yoon? 
yes. hottest Asian. The yes, hottest yes, Asian yes. American. Yes. <laughs> thirst trap. <laughs> the most well-known thirst trap in in the <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> what do you what do you guys what do you guys think Steven Yun does for uh Lunar New Year? Uh I mean for Korean New Year, I think I'm trying to remember what we learned about in college. I think they have specific foods as well. I think they also do something similar to to getting hongbal, but they have to do the bowing stuff. Yeah, a little more bowing in Korean culture than I expected. Yeah, I don't think we bow as much. No. As much as we should. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it comes out naturally anyways. Yeah. Because like when I was in high school, I didn't realize that I would bow every time I shook people's hands until people like. <laughs> I like like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I was just like every time I shook people's hands, I would, like my head would go straight down, and I was like, I didn't realize it. It was an unconscious reflex. Until my friend told me about, it. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. And then the next time I like shook people's hands, I was like really conscious of where my head was, and I was like, oh my god, it's just going straight down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like not make maybe it was because I like didn't want to make eye contact or something like that. I don't know, shy little child, but um yeah, it was weird. So maybe it's unconscious. Maybe we do do it and we don't think about it. Yeah, I think I probably am the same as you. It's just it, it kind of happens like when I say when I see someone or I greet someone, it's like, "Oh, hi." And then my head just okay. nods as I'm saying, "Hi, hi." I do that too. I said right. if you didn't do that, it's like you're not polite. Yeah. Company. So we bow, but it's just a head bow. It's not a full body bow. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't have any like your core is not engaged, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it was. It's just the neck. Our neck muscles are just, you know, built a little differently. Could <laughs> have a, a bow extension to our Peloton program where you engage the core. Yeah, dude. It's like you begin a bowing. And then immediate like the, bowing. And then it keeps going. And then and all of a sudden you got to do like the Oh my god, it's like a burpee, honestly. If you like had a yeah. on your knees, right, then you just like, yeah, get up, get up, and it's like yeah, that's a burpee. I think you're right. I think bowing is like the next aerobics. It's just waiting for the, the right person to kick it off. Are we supposed to talk about food? Or are we just talking about like <laughs> business ideas now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that worse? Food and agriculture of podcasts. So. How to yeah. take advantage? <laughs> How to make bank? I do want to get back to the food stuff though, because I know you mentioned niangao as something that you always had. I know we had it a little bit, but we never ate it that often, just because it's there. There was so much of it that for three people, it was a lot to get through all of that because it's so sticky right. and it's kind of hard to chew on. What, what, what is it? Are you guys talking about? Is it like Korean one? Uh, no, the the Chinese one. The so, it's like brown, the brown one. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, like long times ago. I had that long times ago. Yeah, just like a, a rice cake or something. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Same sort of chewy texture that we always talk about that Asian people seem to love. <laughs> right. I, I think I remember being like not like the big thing is I think it was always ended up being actually just anything chewy. Honestly, like like do you know what um tangyuan is? I, I, oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely don't know what that is in um. English. Mm. I like don't know either. Soup. No, it's not soup balls. It's just like sticky, soup balls. Hot. <laughs> soup balls. <laughs> it's like hot, hot, um, sticky rice balls filled with 
filling. I, that's a horrible translation. Oh, there's, there's, like, there's like nuts and ginger and sesame yeah, seeds, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. like in a sweet syrup. Yeah, tangyuan. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No clue how to describe this or what it's called in English. But I, I remember, I think one year I just, we ate that and like, we're like, okay, you got to eat something sticky because it's the thing where it's like, they really like it because apparently like sticky and stretchy is like for good luck or something. Yeah. There's some, there's some like reasoning behind it. Yeah, no, that was the other thing I was going to bring up is my my mom actually sent me this video that her friends sent over from Singapore. And there was this lady explaining all the foods that you would have on a Chinese New Year spread. And so like oranges having fruits because it's a golden color. So it represents money. I don't know if you've seen the Ronnie Chang comedy special where he talks about Chinese New Year, but he basically explains in that entire skit that everything about Chinese people and Chinese New Year is all about money and getting rich. <laughs> and then you you watch you watch this lady explain all the food and everything has to do with money. It's like, this is, we eat this because it looks like a gold ingot. This We eat this because it's colored like gold. <laughs> right, yeah. You know why dumpling, um, people eat dumplings too because dumplings are literally shaped like like the money, like like the that, money. that's what it was right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, everything's about money <laughs> and then hope we're getting money for every for every year yeah mm. oh actually it remind me of something that uh when i was a child my grandma always gave us a veggie and it's really long i don't know what you call it oh the gourd yeah I think, yeah and then you can't when you eat it you can you have to finish it like the whole thing you can't just like eat a half and then another half because it means that you can live like until 100 year old yeah i think it's called tongue inside i'm not so sure well that doesn't help because it... that just says long long year that vegetable. is not about the money <laughs> long life long life vegetable that yeah wow. <laughs> there's a point there i think any any chinese tradition is either going to have to do with longevity or uh money we should start a new tradition where we uh we make pretzels that look like dollar signs <laughs> and we eat them honestly yeah that, that might be work and then oh we and then we can make the pretzels in the different currencies right so we yeah can the mm. yeah and then we can yeah we can market it in different <laughs> that that yeah, is like... how you market new year to the rest of the world <laughs> right so, yeah, so about we have... euro <laughs> we have three business plans. We're gonna we're gonna mm. make Peloton Pelo Dragons. We're gonna <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what was the second one? It was like oh, the, the uh, bowing exercises. Bowing yeah, exercises. The bowing exercise. And now we're gonna make pretzels, but in, in the shape of money. <laughs> Who says you're getting nothing out of our podcast? <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you guys ever had the chocolate? chocolate and then the shave is money well actually it looks like a money wait are you oh, talking like about ferrero, the ferrero rocher like the coin chocolate yeah yeah yeah, yeah the coin oh. chocolate. oh like a <laughs> is it ferrero rocher <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit that's a bit metaphorical this is actual coins <laughs> but that's another thing i i swear every single asian household has a like an like an empty Ferrero Rocher box that they just keep around with other things. It's the same thing as like the Danish cookie tin. But the, the thing about Ferrero Rocher, everyone has one in the pantry, but no one's actually bought it. They always got it from someone else as a gift. Right. Mm. Yeah. Because I honestly, I bet that's another thing because it's like a gold wrapper. So they're like money. I'm giving you money, but it's really chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Oh my god. Wait. So what about the coins? What about the coins? The coins? Yeah. What? What? A... There's chocolate inside. There's chocolate inside. It's not like a real coin. For for New Year's? Yeah. Another thing really? is make it to U.S. dollars. So you look more rich. I don't know if you experienced that before, but like when we were trial, we always get that candy from like um, elementary school. Our teacher will give it to us. Oh, that makes oh. sense. Cause like your yeah. teacher would probably feel weird about giving you real money. Yeah, and then put it into the red envelope. Oh, yeah. we had that at Chinese school too. I, I think I remember uh, now. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember those chocolates not being good. That- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That tastes really fake. Oh, They're pretty no. chalky. <laughs> I remember one was like extremely rubbery for some reason. I was like, should I be eating this? I was really concerned. I this is a, like a core memory, like a core food memory is yeah. biting into a rubber chocolate coin. That is a very specific term, also to describe a texture, rubbery. It, it was like, like, like you know, like how chocolate, like say a chocolate bar melts and then it reforms. Mm-hmm. that exact texture Ugh. i knew my teacher didn't care about me from that point on like <laughs> she, she was giving us like uh, reformed chocolate coins so yeah i think um as a child there's no greater betrayal than opening a red puck red packet and finding that it's not money in there it's something else we used to go to temple and like the monks would give us give out like red packets but inside there'd be candy and I used to be so pissed. <laughs> That's true. But okay, one one thing though is my parents, like obviously when you're a kid, you don't know what to do with money, right? So I think my parents took most of my like Hong Pao and just, they took all the red envelopes and were just like, okay, this is, you know, we're saving it. And I still to this day, not sure if they actually like had saved the money or if they just like took it and like, you know, I, I there's money lost there. There's definitely my, some of my home balls or like my red envelopes that, that didn't make it to adulthood with me. My parents do exactly the so. same thing. They say they are going to put the money into my tuition. It's all for my tuition. And they say the money is actually from them because they give the money to others. So they give it back. So the money is not mine, it's theirs. <laughs> Yep, my parents say the exact same thing. And when you said that they saved the Hongbao, we also have a whole crate of old Hongbao from the years that we've never thrown away. We've just kept them. Right. Yeah. Now that I think about it, we're coming full circle. I bet my uh, uh, aunts and like my grandma slipped it to me because they knew my parents were just going to take it. <laughs> so this makes so much more sense now, actually. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah, they were looking out for you. They were looking out for me. Wow, my aunt was a real one. Anyway, my, <laughs> anyway, my mom was just going to take it anyway. Quickly, before we wrap up, I want to ask all of you a question. What is the ultimate Chinese New Year thing for you? Is it the food? Is it the red pocket? Is it the celebrations? If you had to pick one, what would it, what would it be? Maybe. <laughs> this is sounds going to sound terrible, but now that, you know, I'm older, uh, alcohol. This is this is a great time to drink. I think I think I think you can obviously you drink on like New Year's, like regular New Year's, like you know I don't know what we're calling it, ball drop day, right? But like on Chinese New Year too, I feel like it's it's another special occasion that you get to pull out also like like sake or like like Asian liquor. And personally, I really like Asian liquor a lot more than like 
you know, whiskey or anything. So that that's honest. That's such a horrible reason, but I love to look forward to that. <laughs> I would say the community in the sense that this is the one period of time where you know that all other Chinese people, Asian people, people who celebrate Lunar New Year are celebrating something together. And it's just something really cool to see different types of celebrations pop up in all of these different areas and they're all celebrating in their own way. So you just kind of feel like you're part of this collective unit that gets this exclusive type of celebration almost. Okay, well, now I want to change my answer. That was too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> keep it because. No, no. Booze no, no. <laughs> is the way. We get it. Uh, I change the family. I, I care about my uh, grandparents. <laughs> I want to say that. Yeah. I, I would say family because mm. I feel like my grandparents they are getting older and they have so many, like, they always go to the hospital. I feel like that is a time for me to, like, actually meeting all my family mm. because we're all in a different city and different country. Mm. I think yeah. the unions, it's really important for me right yeah. now. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. So um, the holy trifecta, <laughs> family and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I love all of those, but I think I'm going to have to agree with family. I think Ivy wins this round. Um, just because like, I think because I've been away from home for the past two, uh, like Lunar New Year's, that's what I miss the most out of uh, community uh, booze and uh, family. <laughs> no, I changed family. my answer. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I want to go with family. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to say family. Yeah, no, no one let Ryan's family hear this podcast. <laughs> you, you, how about you just say drinking with family? Okay, drinking, yeah, drinking with family. Drinking with I'm family. Gonna bring so you need family to drink with you. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. Yes, you guys are absolutely correct. That's exactly what I meant. All right. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for being on our show. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we hop off? Um, no, follow me on Instagram, Ryan W. She. <laughs> That's about it. I, I'm on private, but I will follow back and I will probably accept. Yeah, it's, it's a value follow, guys. Make sure to follow him. Yeah, All right. It's a one-to-one. Uh, one, one one. <laughs> Cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for more dim sum and vent sum. Cheers.